Welcome, I am Greta Aurora. This video is an appendix to my previous video, which was about the dangers of labeling masculinity as toxic. All the footage of the riots I have seen in recent weeks screams for an analysis which few people are willing to consider. I'm not talking about the thousands of peaceful protesters, but the many young people who have taken to the streets in search of some trouble. The media is increasingly encouraging us to view all human interactions through the lens of race. I'd like to ask you to give yourself a break from this mindset. Let's put the lens of race to the side for a couple of minutes. Let's pretend we're just looking at people. Let's imagine skin color does not define who we are. In my last video, I explained that shaming men for their masculinity leads to frustration, discouragement, and depression. In the Western world today, young men are clearly lacking a sense of purpose and meaning in life. Men are the healthiest when they have an opportunity to work their way up a dominance hierarchy. The phrase dominance hierarchy may sound cruel to some, especially to women, but men need something to work and fight for. Men need to envision a set of goals and then do their best to achieve these. They need a sense of meaning. To paraphrase Jordan Peterson, men need a burden to carry so that they can feel strong lifting it. And they need a reason to lift the burden and carry it with them. And the path they should carry it down needs to be clear too. When young men do not have a meaningful cause to channel their masculine aggression into, this aggression surfaces in other ways. Men are driven to determine where they fit in their dominance hierarchy, and they strive to get higher and higher. If they cannot find a worthwhile dominance hierarchy which would allow them to gain status, then they will create their own. This usually means resorting to tribal tendencies and forming gangs. In London, knife murders are at an all-time high, and it's mostly teenage boys killing each other. If a boy has no clear vision of himself as a future hero who will one day slay the proverbial dragon, he will try and be a hero out in the streets instead. If society cannot give its men the building blocks to a better future, the men will become disillusioned and they will begin destroying the society which has failed them. A boy who gets no loving attention from his parents growing up will demand attention by means of violence as soon as the testosterone kicks in. This is his way of commanding status. Society is a huge abstract concept and it doesn't mean much in and of itself. Let's look at the most important component of society instead, the family. The single parent family may have increasingly become the norm, but that doesn't mean it's normal. It's certainly not healthy for children. One parent simply cannot give the child the same level of affection, love and attention as two parents can. Children who grow up with one parent are twice as likely to drop out of high school. 
girls from single parent households are 2.5 times more likely to become teen mothers and single parents themselves. Tragically, 70% of teen suicides live with single mothers. Children in one-parent families also have lower grade point averages and lower college aspirations. As adults, they experience higher rates of unemployment and divorce. And listen to this. The strongest predictor of whether a person will end up in prison is that they were raised by a single parent. The references for these heartbreaking statistics and more are in the description below. By obsessing over race, we risk missing the main point. This is a cultural, not a racial problem. The results of single parenting are the same across all ethnicities. It just so happens that the proportion of single parenthood is the highest in black communities, both in the United Kingdom and the United States. And in the vast majority of cases, the single parent is the mother, which means that boys have no immediate male role model to look up to. The daughters of single mothers suffer just as much as sons do. But women do not normally express their frustration through violence. As a result, troubled men are a lot more visible than troubled women. Just to be clear, I am not claiming racism does not exist. We must work together to eradicate racism, but that in itself is unlikely to bring about a cultural change. We must also try to understand why people of all races increasingly shun marriage, and we must address the underlying issues at the very root, such as the crisis of masculinity. We must also teach boys and girls to express themselves in meaningful and creative ways so that they do not feel they have to scream, shout and destroy in order to be heard. I'll leave you with some thoughts from Thomas Sowell. When I grew up in Harlem in the 40s and 50s, I never heard a gunshot. Now, I'm sure someone fired a gun somewhere in Harlem, but it was not such a pervasive thing that you had to hear it. You know, uh, I have relatives in Washington. I asked them the same question, people of my generation. Growing up in did, Washington, D.C. Yes, and, and low-income uh, black neighborhoods. Did you ever hear a gunshot when you were growing up? And the answer was no. I have relatives in North Carolina. I asked the same question. No. And now, uh, you know, people in housing projects especially, they put kids, some of them, in, uh, to bed in bathtubs so that they won't be hit by stray bullets in the night. That's what that's, the, the homicide rate in, uh, in the years that I was growing up, and I was really quite lucky as I went through the research I discovered, being in the right place at the right time. Uh, the homicide victimization rate among black males uh, in, in, the de in the decade of the 1940s uh, declined by 18%. Uh, from, 1940, okay. yeah, from 1950 to 1960, it declined another 22%. And then in, 1960, in the 1960s, when all these wonderful new ideas in the criminal justice system came in, all of that reversed, and it shot up 89% in one decade, wiping out all the progress of the two preceding decades. And you could run through a great number of other things. Uh, the the, the uh, uh, children raised without, without two parents present. 
That was about 22 percent when the in 1960. One generation later, it was 67 percent, and it's gone up a little since then as well. And some, and the, and now the rate among whites is higher than it was among blacks in 1960. Right. right. Uh, so this, so if you look at what actually happens in the wake of these wonderful sounding policies. Uh, you see disaster after disaster. If you found this video interesting, please click the like button and let me know your thoughts in the comments. And please subscribe to my channel. Also, please consider supporting my work on Patreon in return for some exclusive content.